Welcome to the Anya Project Podcast. I'm your host, Aubrey, and here we work to rewire our brains to create a life that feels good from the inside out. Anya means mama in Hungarian, but it also stands for a new you again, and that's exactly what you'll find here. This podcast will help you think differently and feel empowered within yourself, in your relationships, and with God. So take a deep breath, lean in, and join us as you discover a new you again. Have you ever had something not go as planned or had to expect a different route than the expectations you set for yourself? I'm so excited to have you dive into our conversation with registered nurse and lactation specialist Michelle Karnaseka about doing what's best for you and your baby. She is incredible, you guys. She's uplifting. She's inspiring for every mom in every stage, no matter where you are, what you're doing. Not only did she help me when I first... um, was a brand new mom, but also just with my mental health. And since then she is incredible. So I can't wait for you to hear our conversation. Okay, Michelle, we're so glad to have you with us. Thank you so much for coming and giving us all of your knowledge. (laughs) Super happy to be here. Thanks for having me. Okay. So really fast, Michelle is a lactation consultant, but maybe tell us just a little bit about yourself, just like where you're from and then obviously your background in nursing and all of that. Okay. Um, I grew up in Alpine, Utah. I currently live in American Fork. Um, I have five children, all of which I did breastfeed. So I figure I've probably yeah. nursed for a total of about nine years. So oh <laughs> it's been a long time. <laughs> That's lots of milk. Um, let's see, I became a nurse in 1995. Okay. And in 1998, I uh, became an international board certified lactation consultant. So since I've become a nurse, I have worked in newborn ICU, pediatrics, mother, baby. I've been a pediatric triage nurse. Um, I teach in high schools. And um, anyway, so pretty much anything that has to do with a mom or a baby, I've done it. And I love it. Awesome. I, you guys, I don't even know. I don't even think I could portray how much I love this girl. (laughs) She is the best ever. Really fast. I had a baby last year and I, my nursing experience was awful. Like H-E double hockey sticks for years. Mm -hmm. And last year I met Michelle because she came in and I had just had my baby and I was like, dude, you can try to teach me to nurse, but this is not happening. <laughs> I was kind of a sass to you. I'm sorry. It's totally okay. Uh, it's very I, understandable. Yeah, I was a total sass to her. And you guys, I just barely stopped nursing like last month. And it was 14 months of nursing. Like you stared and I owe it all to you. Like she came in, she's like, let's just try this. And she, well, honestly, because you latched her on for me. <laughs> I never had someone help me with that. Like, hello. Anyway, Michelle, oh, seriously, I just, I just like bow down to her so much because. Oh my heavens! Well, you were, you were darling. Um, I was just thinking about it when I came in. I thought, oh no, we're fast friends. You know, I, I was with you. I'm like, oh no, I like her. I don't know who she is, but I like this. I like her. Most- such a sass. Oh, you're amazing. I know. I was like, I've read all the books. I've read, I've done everything. You can't teach me anything. More. It was great. It was great. So maybe let's just start. What, okay. what kind of got you into all this? What are the benefits of breastfeeding and all that? Well, you know, I think it's fair as we're talking about this, that I make sure that I point out there are tons of 
benefits of breastfeeding. That's why moms want to do it so much. Um, you know, it helps with the baby's gut and the immune system and skin and obesity and cancer and diabetes. And, and it's cheaper. That's a big one for a lot of moms. Um, and so there's a lot of benefits. You know, the American Academy of Pediatrics recommends strictly breastfeed for six months, introducing solids to a year. The World Health Organization's recommends to breastfeed up to two years. You know, so there's documented research, yes. Is breast milk generally better for babies? Yes, it is. And so before we start into that, I just wanna say, yes, we all know the benefits, it is awesome. And that's one of the reasons why I'm a lactation consultant because I believe in it, it's yeah. awesome. Yeah, that's so cool, I love that too. And I think bonding, I mean, there's so many, so much research that yes. goes into it that I think is so good to point out. Absolutely. Um, but I just love, I mean, I love your perspective on that, but I also love how open-minded you are because we live in such a world of such a fine line of either you breastfeed or you formula and the other person is wrong how, no matter what side you're on. And it's so hard to see that. <laughs> no, it really is hard to see. And it's interesting because um, I have worked in the hospital setting again since 1995 and I've talked to a lot of moms a lot of breastfeeding moms and a lot of moms who aren't breastfeeding. And it's interesting. Sometimes I'll go into a room and they find out I'm the lactation consultant. It's kind of like, whoa, <laughs> what are you doing here? And um, they're almost embarrassed when they tell me that they weren't able to breastfeed their last baby. And um, I it, honestly, it just hurts my heart. And I, and I always say, you know what? I am sure you had your reasons and I'm sure they were amazing reasons why you chose not to breastfeed and that is okay that is yeah. totally okay yeah um, and then I say do you know how to dry up safely if your milk does come in and so we're able to have this conversation but that's that's kind of the message I want to give to moms if this is the best decision for you and your baby then that is your right decision yeah. um and you know and some moms just simply can't breastfeed Maybe they have insufficient glandular tissue. Maybe they have, you know, any type of history of low thyroid or PCOS that isn't, the hormones are a little bit off. Or I've helped moms who have had breast surgery. Um, and, and so quite literally they can't. Some moms are on a medication they just can't feed with. And I'm like, it's okay. Yeah. That is totally okay. Yeah. Decision. I love that. Well, and do you think too, and this kind of dies into our next, next part of the discussion, but I feel like because I, I couldn't breastfeed, I had all this weight on me and I feel like it, it was a huge factor that was diving me into my depression. Oh, yeah. I, I kind of blame breastfeeding because I had so much pressure on myself and I it was in so much pain. I was so infected. This is with the first one. This was years and years ago, but just so much pressure on myself and I would cry on the baby's face and it just was not working. And I had to have a lactation specialist tell me to stop. And until someone told me to stop, I wasn't going to because of that pressure I felt, you know? You know, and so I do consultations. The other thing I didn't say is that I do in-home breastfeeding consultations with moms. And I rarely will go into a mom's house, even just walking through the door where she's not teary-eyed already because yeah. it is such an emotional thing for moms. And I, I did a consult with a mom one time and I walked in. And um, she was just the cutest mom. And all these moms who are trying their best are just heroes without a cape. And, um, 
and I walked in and, and the lights were low and she had been nursing her baby and she'd been feeding her baby probably 90 minutes with a half hour in between. And she had been doing that night and day. <sighs> and just this cute mom at home trying to feed her baby. And before we even started the whole breastfeeding consultation, I said, how are you doing? And she said, not good. You know, I, this is all I do and, and it's so hard and it's, we're struggling and anyway, and long story short, we ended up at the end of the consult deciding, yeah, this isn't sustainable. And I said, you're going to supplement your baby right now. I want you to bundle up your baby, put your baby in a stroller and I want you to go walk outside in the sun and just take a minute for yourself. And then I want you to feed your baby and lay your baby down. And I want you to take a nap. <laughs> and, um, but I just, I, I wish I could just put my arms around every mom who is struggling with this and say, number one, you're amazing. And so many moms just feel like they're just not enough or they're not doing enough. And I just want to hug each one and say, you are doing so much better than you think you are. And if it comes to a point where it's a better decision for you and your baby for your emotional health or for baby's physical health because you don't have a good milk supply, then that is a fantastic decision. And that is so brave. Oh my gosh. I love, I got the chills. <laughs> I love that. Cause that was totally me. You know, like you yeah. feel like you have to just kill yourself basically to yes. keep someone, to keep a tiny one alive. And that's not the case. And that shouldn't be the case. That's right. been completely opposite of what you need to be doing. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, and there are a lot of studies out there that show that breastfeeding can help moms with depression. Um, when you have healthy levels of prolactin and oxytocin, those are actually feel-good hormones and help to relax you and things. The problem is when our bodies aren't cooperating with those hormones, that's when things turn go south. Um, and so in a perfect world and where everything's working fantastic, yeah, it can help with depression. But if your hormones are off, it's it can be rough. It can be rough. That is so crazy. It's crazy how much it can be on both sides. Absolutely. Know, and I have heard some people that that when they nurse, they have this like boom of lift, and some people when they nurse, they have like this, right, like sinking feeling, or I don't know. Does that play into? Absolutely, absolutely. You know what's interesting is sometimes I think maybe breastfeeding gets a bad rap that oh I'm feeling sad and it's because of breastfeeding, but when a mom delivers, her hormones just go crazy. Like her progesterone level that she needed to be really high to sustain a pregnancy, it drops almost 200% in some moms. Oh my gosh. Um, yeah, it's amazing. And the estrogen drops, everything drops so that lactation can start. And so those are all natural drops in every mom. Um, and so whether you're breastfeeding or not, you're going to feel that emotional low in a sense um some people used to i can't even remember in the olden days they used to call it something milk something um anyway but it's a it's a real natural feeling i remember um with my first baby my husband went to get lunch and he came into my room and i was just sobbing and he said oh boy what's wrong and i had just been watching the news and i was just crying saying i can't believe i have to protect our baby from this you know when normally I would, that wouldn't have bothered me too much. And so I think our hormone levels right from the get go after we deliver, they're off. And if any mom didn't feel some type of sadness, I would wonder why, 
because we have just dropped that progesterone and, and estrogen level. And then you've got cortisol that's coming into it that's causing stress. And then if a lot of times 5% of moms have thyroid that goes off after they deliver. Um, so those are physiological reasons for the depression. Now, one of the things you were mentioning, sometimes moms feel good when they breastfeed and some moms feel almost like a doom, really bad place, kind of a dark place. Yeah. Um, if they're feeling good, that's from prolactin and oxytocin. That means their levels are doing exactly what they were, they're supposed to do. Prolactin is supposed to relax you and, and also oxytocin, like a love hormone. But if those are off, there's a problem. And there's an actual something called demer or dysphoric milk ejection reflex that um, when the oxytocin levels rise, and that's the hormone that tries to eject the milk, when those rise, there's an abnormal decrease in dopamine. And so moms feel this almost overwhelming sadness. And it usually happens about 30 seconds before letdown and then continues for about two minutes. Mm -hmm. um, I helped a mom with that. And it's a real thing. It's a real thing. But I, what I hope to tell moms is that with the hormones, there's nothing you could do better or do differently. <laughs> if your hormones aren't cooperating, there's nothing you can really do that's gonna change that too much. Most moms who are breastfeeding, their hormones are doing what they're supposed to do. And yeah. that's why they're feeling okay. But if your hormones are off in any way, especially the prolactin and oxytocin, they've done studies that if those are really low in a mom, chances are she's gonna have more depression. Um, so anyway, it, hormones just play so much into this. Does it also play not just depression, but anxiety too? Does anxiety? Yeah. Oh, yes, absolutely. When your cortisol levels are off, I mean, you're feeling anxious about everything. And, and for that matter, if you're struggling with breastfeeding and then your hormones are off, it can be a perfect storm. You know, what, what you normally could cope when your hormones are off after delivery, you, you probably can't cope as well. And so some of those moms who their hormones are off and they're like, I'm just not handling this. I'm like, then it's okay. Yeah. If, if this is really hard for you and this isn't working for you, it is okay. It is okay to stop if you need to. See, and I love that. I seriously, all lactation specialists need to be like you. <laughs> <laughs> I always, I just felt like, you know, you go to a lactation specialist and they're like, well, breast is best. So yeah. let's make this work. And if not, you know, and I think sometimes yeah. it takes that courage, you know, like you had mentioned before, sometimes it takes courage to stop. And I'm noticing the difference of, of if your body's able to do this, awesome. It's so mm -hmm. healthy for your baby. There are so many benefits of it. But if it's causing you depression and anxiety to the point of you're suffering, or in my case, I lost 25 pounds in two weeks, and I, I was so depressed and stressed about breastfeeding, uh -huh. like, that's going to help. Like, I'm not eating, you know? That's not going to help my baby. No, so, absolutely. Oh, that's so hard well a lot of moms one thing that's really stressful for them usually when I'm called on a consult it's for two things either mom doesn't have enough of a milk supply or she's really sore and it's really painful and both of those cause a lot of anxiety um, I see a lot of moms who have just gotten home from the doctor's office and, and bless the doctors you know they're they're usually pretty direct yeah and it's like your baby's not, your baby's losing too much weight and uh, 
falling off of our charts and you're not feeding your baby enough. And for any mom, that goes right to our heart. Like I am starving my baby. Yeah. And talk about anxiety and sadness. Yeah. (laughs) I know. Like it sounds like I'm starving my baby. Well, that sounds horrific. And and so even moms who choose to breastfeed and then supplement on top, that's okay if that's what's gonna help your baby. You know, I've helped moms in the hospital and the babies are they've lost so much weight and they're really jaundiced. And I think they're sometimes surprised when I say, Yeah, I think you'll probably need to supplement. And they're like, what? Isn't breast best? And uh, oh yeah. yeah, that is our, most mom's plan A. Most yeah. mom's plan A is I want to breastfeed and have it go perfectly. And for so many moms it does. And I just want to give a shout out to those moms who it does work and it's going fantastic. And they're, they're putting in the work for breastfeeding and it's going well. Like, I'm just so happy for them. But yeah. for those moms who it just doesn't, there's room well, for you too. And I think too, I mean, I feel like for some babies, like for my third baby with your help, I mean, it just, it was different than my first two. And I felt like with my first two, I kept thinking, oh, I've just got to be tougher. I've just got to be like, I've just got to get through this part first. And it never happened. It was painful and awful the whole time, the whole six months that I was like killing myself over. I'm like, why didn't I just sweat, you know? And is it, so I guess my question is, is sometimes like, is it different for every single person? Like I know our bodies are so different, but I feel like sometimes we compare like, oh, it was so easy for her. But is it because her body's different? Our body's different. The baby's different. The latch is different. I mean, all of it, all of it. It's different from mom to mom and it's different from baby to baby. I can't tell you how many moms I help in the hospital who have PTSD from their previous baby and what's happened before. You as an example. <laughs> It's usually the second and third baby that moms are, I mean, they're like, I wasn't scared about delivery, but I am freaking out about nursing my baby. (laughs) (laughs) And so, yes, and every mom is different. And for example, I work in the NICU sometimes and, and one mom will sit there and she'll pump and pump and she's not getting very much. And she looks over and another lady is filling up the fridge in the NICU. And it's like, well, why? Why is my body not doing that? And what am I doing wrong? And I think that's the question that so many moms say is what am I doing wrong? And for the most part, when I go into mom's houses, I'm like, you have done everything right. You have done everything you possibly could and pat yourself on the back for that. But now we got to go to plan B, plan C, plan D. But, and then one other thought on that is if you're struggling with breastfeeding, may I suggest that moms get help early on and by somebody who is trained to know what they're doing. So my suggestion is that IBCLC so that they can get good, accurate, current information. Um, and then they can help you form a plan. Tell what IB, I say that again, IBL, IBCLC. <laughs> Just tell them what that is. Okay, it's an international board certified lactation consultant, which means that you have to have so many hours um, that you've studied, worked in uh, sometimes a hospital setting, sometimes just with breastfeeding. For me, I'm a nurse as well as an IBCLC. Um, And then you have to take an international test to basically that you have a license to be that, that you can do care for moms. And so make sure you see the IBCLC behind the name um, because they've, they've got the credentials that they need to help you. But if you can get help early on, 
then sometimes early on we can say, hey, this plan isn't working. Let's, let's figure something out. Um, but it's when I see moms who are like two months out yeah. and like cracking, bleeding, sobbing. Yeah. It, it would have been a lot easier to help that mom early on. See, and I think that's important to say because I think so often we just go to the lactation if it's kind of the last resort. Like we want it. Yeah. It's another doctor's appointment or it's another person to get in contact yeah. with. But I love that you go to people's houses now because that's oh, like yeah. one less thing. <laughs> one less well, thing absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> we have a lot of moms who have me come into their hospital. So after they deliver, I come in for those first feedings and we make sure everything's going okay and a lot of those moms are second time moms <laughs> because well, yeah. the first time is so bad <laughs> yeah well and I think too you're spot on like you need to get help from the get-go because if you try to just do it on your own wrong for weeks mm -hmm. it just it's like worse it just is oh. awful yes I have to go through that <laughs> oh yes yes okay Absolutely. so we talked a little bit about hormonal changes after delivery and how that plays a part. What about this um, dys dysphoric milk ejection reflex? Is okay, that's what I was talking to you about where right before mom gets a letdown, her oxytocin levels have to increase and that's what ejects the milk. Prolactin makes the milk and oxytocin ejects it, kind of contracts everything to push it out. Well, sometimes when moms get the oxytocin, what it does is it drops the dopamine. Most moms never even feel it. They don't even know what's going on. They don't feel emotionally different, but some moms go into a really dark, angry place about 30 seconds before the letdown and about two minutes after. It's very rare. Um, I've helped a couple of moms with it, but not a lot of moms have it, but it's just something to be aware of. Um, and so many of these things are physiological, again, a lot of these things moms just don't have control over. She yeah. can't talk to her dopamine and say, hey, when I let down, don't, don't go that low. Yeah. And so, um, so I just hope moms can just be gentle with themselves and with everybody else and whatever choice they have. Yeah, I love that so much. That's so interesting. Okay, so let's talk weaning and depression. Okay. <clears throat> it's interesting because I'm just finishing weaning her her off so i would love to just hear kind of your perspective on that as well okay so <coughs> the issues when you're weaning a baby um you've been having a lot of <clears throat> prolactin and oxytocin which are the relaxation feel-good hormones all of those things yeah. and so sometimes when moms wean really abruptly <coughs> um cold turkey yeah cold turkey <laughs> Um, you can feel a real drop in your mood um, because you've just dropped your levels so quickly. So we recommend for moms to be very gradual when they wean. Um, take out their least favorite feeding and then go for a week or two and then their next feeding. And then you can drop your prolactin and oxytocin levels gradually so that you're not going to have a huge dip. Um, and some moms, it's, it's a real well kind of a sad time thinking okay my baby is not a baby as much anymore and now I'm passing through the stage and so it's kind of sad yeah so We're having that time with them or I don't know it is kind of a weird transition I I don't know it like for someone who doesn't love breastfeeding I still felt like super sad about it I just was like <laughs> this is 
this is something I've accomplished. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that is interesting to have it be. So you would just recommend slowly weaning off so that yeah. your levels can kind of adjust as you do it. Yes. Yeah. So you're not <laughs> dropping your prolactin and oxytocin, you know, because when those are performing how they should, when moms are breastfeeding, when those hormones come out, a lot of times moms who are stressed, when they have healthy levels of prolactin and oxytocin, they're like, oh, I'm not as stressed now that I breastfeed. Yeah. Um, or when we have moms do skin to skin in the hospital with their babies, you're releasing the oxytocin prolactin and they kind of get relaxed. Like, okay, everything's okay. Yeah. Um, so when we're dropping those hormone levels, that's when moms can have a hard time. That's so interesting. Okay. So let's talk about just the feelings of not being enough. Like when we, when we uh, can't feed our baby or, I mean, I feel that way all the time. And right. I think breastfeeding plays a huge role in this. Yeah. So what would you say on that? <laughs> I think, you know, kind of going back to when moms hear from other moms or see other moms or they see a post from a mom where breastfeeding just seems so natural and amazing. And, and I think sometimes, and I said this to you before, sometimes moms tie their self-worth as a mother into, can I breastfeed? Mm -hmm. You know, and I think we hear breast is best and all of these things. And yes, I totally agree with it, but there's times when it's just not going to work. And what I'd like to tell moms is you are a good mom, regardless if you're breastfeeding or not. Like I see these moms who are just, like I said, they are just heroes to me. What they go through to try and breastfeed their baby. And at some point when I just put my hand on their arm and say, it's okay to stop. It is okay, you know, mm -hmm. and, um, and I just, I don't know how to get the word out there, but just to tell moms, you're enough. It's okay. It's okay. Why, why do we feel that guilt? I mean, why do we, I mean, when I quit breastfeeding, it was like, I just felt so awful. Like, I don't know. I mean, what would you say to that, to moms who feel like that? Well, I think in our, <coughs> we just want to do the best thing for our baby. Yeah. You know, I think, you know, if somebody has a gadget and they're like, this is the best thing for your baby, how many moms are going to go buy that gadget? And if we hear breastfeeding is best for your baby, oh, I'm going to do that. And if I am not doing the best thing I possibly can for my baby, then maybe I'm not doing enough. Um, it's interesting. I think it starts so much when we're little though. It, I, uh, hopefully you don't mind if I share the story, but I just went and did an art project with my son's class and I did a snowman and kind of with a dark night sky and he's in second grade. And I did this with all of the class. Yeah. And so many of the kids kept saying, is this good enough? Is this right? Um, am I, am I doing okay? And one girl came up to me and she said, she was looking at everybody else's paper and she said, mine looks dumb compared to everybody else. And I saw her take black paint and paint over her picture. And I was so sad. And I said, you know what? We are all artists. And if it comes from you, it's right. And then I saw one girl and her snowman wasn't working out right. And she said, it's too big, too puffy. It doesn't look right. So she said, I'm going to turn it into an igloo. <laughs> <So> she <laughs> She painted an igloo and I thought, yes, I love that you went to your plan B, <laughs> you know, and it was okay. 
And honestly, her picture came out and it was beautiful and I loved it. Aww. And so I just wish we could all be okay with the igloos that we have to make. <laughs> and Say, yeah, you know what? That didn't turn out how I expected. And I think that's part of it. We have this expectation of how delivery will be. And moms who plan on, you know, they go through hypnobirthing or have all these plans to have a vaginal delivery yeah. and then they have to have a C-section. Well, a lot of them are devastated because it's not, it wasn't meeting their expectations. Yeah. And I think it's kind of the same thing with breastfeeding. If breastfeeding isn't going exactly how you had planned, well, then that's rough. That's really rough. You know, or moms, yeah, when, yeah. Yeah, or moms who have to use a nipple shield or moms whose baby goes to the NICU and now they have to pump. Um, whatever throws off our plan when it comes to being a mom and having a baby, it's going to be hard. That's so true. Because we put that pressure on ourselves too. Like oh, my mom yeah. did it or my sisters do it. Do it, yes. do it right, you know. Yes. My friends did it, so I've got to do it. Right. Oh, that's so true. Oh my goodness. I love that. Okay, so we've talked just a lot about, you know, different common breastfeeding struggles that cause anxiety and worry. Um, are there any other ones that you would add to that? Um, I would probably say um, moms who maybe have flat inverted nipples, they struggle with that um, because then you kind of have to go off your plan. Some, some moms have to use a nipple shield, um, but low milk supply is one sore nipples and and again trying to talk to moms about <laughs> babies who aren't gaining weight that is that one goes right to a mom's heart yeah because it's like you're trying to do something but then something else told you that it's not working and you're yeah. like and, and, to a mom, <laughs> and to a mom instead of hearing your baby's not gaining weight we need to supplement to a mom she hears i'm not doing it right i'm not enough yeah, exactly oh so, so hard Oh my goodness, it's like, it's hard. Ugh, I can just feel it talking about <laughs> it. Can't we all, as a mom, we can all feel it. Totally. Okay, so I love this point you wanted to add is just avoiding judgments. Oh, yes, yes, yes. I can't tell you how many moms I've gone into the hospital and talked to who couldn't breastfeed for one reason or another. And, and again, they felt so bad about it. And they had to explain themselves to me about why they didn't. And, um, I just wish we could all give every mom a break, no matter what she's choosing to do or what she's doing, because we have no idea what helped her make that decision. So true. And whether you're breastfeeding or not, or whether you you're carrying your baby in a sling or you choose not to, whether you're using a pacifier or not. Yeah. Um, yeah. I feel like every mom made that decision because of a reason. And so we don't always see all those reasons, but we can support moms and say, one of the biggest things that I tell moms when I see them is you're doing better than you think you are. Because I would dare say every mom I've helped on a consult, she really is. Mm -hmm. She really is. And we just don't give ourselves enough credit, whether you're breastfeeding or not. And again, to not breastfeed for those moms, that is a brave and sad decision for a lot of them. Mm -hmm. And so the last thing that they need <laughs> is oh, to have our judgments when they're already yeah. having a hard time anyway. It's so true. And I think coming from you, especially because 
I mean, you go to any lactation specialist and breast is always best, but just to hear that it's okay, you know, it's okay to let go of it or it's okay to keep going either way. It's great. As long as your baby's fed, it's great. Fed is best. And I think that's a huge, a huge just judgment that goes back and forth. And it's so sad that it has to be that way, you know? I agree. So I love that perspective. Okay, Michelle, I know we're running out of time here, but is there anything else you just want to share with these moms? Oh, um, I would probably say get help early. Um, and part of that help will be helping you make a plan that, you know, a lactation person can say, Hey, this is what I see. Let's, let's look at your options. And I think that's what moms need to know. There's a lot of options. You know, some moms choose just to pump and feed and that's okay. And some moms choose to breastfeed and then supplement and that's okay. Um, and again, breastfeeding's the ideal. And I, hope that I can help as many moms breastfeed who really, really want to, but for those who can't or who those, those who just don't want to, that's going to be okay. It really is okay. I love that. And to know that they are still such a good mom and you help them come up with a plan B. Right. So, their igloo. They got they to find their igloo. <laughs> oh, I love that analogy though. I'm going to think of that more like in life with everything. I think that's so important to remember. This is my igloo. It's okay to have an igloo and it's probably the best dang igloo out there. (laughs) That's so cute, but it's so true. Like we can have plan B's all the time and it's okay to, I think we have this expectation of ourselves, whether it be breastfeeding or anything else we're doing. And sometimes life gives us a plan B and we have to be okay with that and know that we're just doing the very best that we can. And tomorrow's a new day and we start over and we go with what we are trying to do. So, yes. Oh, Michelle, I just love you. Okay, so where can everyone find you? Kind of give us where, um, where you're at. Go to lactationlink.com, and I serve Utah County and Salt Lake County, um, but I do e-consultations, so we can do a cool. chat just like this, and we That's can awesome. talk through breastfeeding. So. That's so cool. Okay, so lactation link, and but then you're on Instagram as well. I am, right? lactation RN. Perfect. Yes, and I have stories of moms that I have helped you included. <laughs> and, um, and my, my goal with that was to put stories on there of moms I've helped where other moms can maybe look and say, Oh, I have that. Maybe I'll try that. Um, and it's interesting when I go into mom's homes, you know, they're in a very vulnerable state. Yeah. Usually they're in their pajamas or ponytail and no bra on. <laughs> right. I mean, it's raw. And yeah. whenever I ask them if I can take their picture to post, so many say, I look awful. Let me get cleaned up. And my, my comment is always, please don't. So that other moms feel okay about where they're at too. Because yeah. after we have a baby, it's okay to be in the ponytail and sweats yeah. and, yeah. and eating my, my microwave mac and cheese, you know, it's okay. Yeah. And what it like, I just think that image is so beautiful as is, you know, there doesn't need to be any fixing up. I think that time of life is so tender and so special that no need to fix it up. (laughs) You're so right. There's just a glow that both mom and babies have. I mean, it's, it's a tender, magical time. And I hope moms, as they go through breastfeeding, whether they choose to breastfeed or not, 
I really hope whatever decision they make will help them enjoy their baby to the fullest because it passes so quickly. My oldest is now 19 and I'm thinking, wow. Yeah. Wow. I it's mean, so those things. Yeah. Yes. And so I guess I, I hope moms just don't forget just to love them and hold them and especially when they're asleep and try not to get too much done. <laughs> yeah, that's such a good okay Just to sit and love. That's amazing. It was seriously so amazing having Michelle on our podcast. She is such a light and was so fun to talk to. Um, if you want to scroll down and leave a review for us, we would love, love that. Um, if you enjoyed this episode and you can find us over on Instagram at Anya.project and more on the Anya project.com. Thanks so much. We'll see you next time.